where to turn for cash if your household income takes a dive, that and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast for Saturday, May 16th. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from Lake Mayapack, New York. Where am I, Joe? Where are you? <laughs> for the for the last recording uh, session and the second to last time that uh, we'll be doing this because we do two at a time. I'm coming to you from Mom's Half Finished Basement in Detroit, Michigan, where the car's packed and we're headed to Arizona. So many memories. Oh my goodness. All right. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. The most flexible way to track your money in one place is with Tiller because you get to choose from a bunch of different templates. Use the one that you like, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF and pick out yours and you'll get to test drive it for a month. And Bobby, if you really like it, use that slash MWF when you buy it. When you do the annual subscription, you'll get 10% off. So thanks to them and congratulations to you for being smart enough to hang out with us. And that also, by the way, helps to support the show and we appreciate it. Absolutely. So this is, this is the thing is we're all trying to recover, right? Part of this recovery means it might get a little painful here the next couple months for some people, Bobby. And there's this question, where do I go first for money? And one CNBC piece asked that very question. Yes, it does. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this shindig. What's good? This is Rich from Paychecks and Balances. Money headlines explained six days a week. That means you're tuned in to Money with Friends. All right. And as you mentioned, this is from CNBC. It is by Darla Mercado. And it begins, here's where people are turning for cash as household income takes a dive. The economic impact of coronavirus has put a dent in Americans' finances. Nearly one in three individuals has experienced a decline in income since the pandemic arrived. Those are the results from a new survey from bankrate.com. The personal finance website polled uh, 2,653 adults online, and it was from April 29th to May 1st. Lockdowns and social distancing orders have forced businesses to close their doors and lay off or furlough workers. Close to 3.2 million people filed an initial unemployment claim last week, bringing the total number of jobless workers to 33.5 million over the last seven weeks, according to the Department of Labor. And by the way, we had more people file um, on the day that we were taping. I don't have that number with me, but the number is only increasing. Quote, this experience is much worse, much more sudden than the 2008 recession, says Greg McBride, chief financial analyst at bankrate.com. Quote, we've gone from the lowest unemployment in 50 years to the highest unemployment in 90 years. He said the lion's share of that happened in seven weeks. Households lucky enough to have built an emergency fund are turning to those pots of cash as the economy worsens. Of those who lost income, 36% have drawn down their emergency savings to get by, said McBride. These individuals who may have been laid off or furloughed are three times as likely to tap their savings. These things can happen without warning, and that's why that emergency savings is so vital. Rising pressure, climbing debt. 
the standard rule of thumb is for individuals to have enough savings to cover at least three to six months worth of expenses. However, the next concern on the horizon is whether worker savings will be enough to get them through a lengthy period of reduced income. Consider that the extra $600 in unemployment income that laid off workers are currently receiving will end July 31st. When emergency funds and other income sources fall short, Americans might rely on credit cards to cover essentials. Indeed, 16% the people polled by Bankrate.com said they've taken on more debt since the coronavirus pandemic kicked off. The longer the income disruption persists, the longer the period of unemployment, the more that households will drain their savings and potentially add to their debt, said McBride. Uh, it is a, it's a scary thing to be on this uh, fixed income, right? I mean, this is the reason why people keep working when they can is because of the fact that they're worried that if they go to a fixed income, they might run out. And there are a lot of people looking at that gas tank right now, Bobby, thinking, I, man, I got to get back to work. Yep. I mean, I think that we you know, we've gotten through eight weeks. Unfortunately, it's not an eight week con contained period. We talked a lot when we when this first started about 15 days to stop the spread, then 30 days. And now this is a much longer horizon. So people have emergency funds, whether it's three months or six months, people are tapping them. And I think this is a conservative look. I mean, it's, it's one survey. I think it's going to be a lot more. And this is people that have emergency funds and not everyone does. And by the way, you shouldn't judge people. If they don't, people have all kinds of circumstances. They might've used it for an emergency that just happened, or they might not, they might be working to do other things like pay down debt or just, you know, the income and their necessary expenses on a day-to-day -day basis just aren't adding up. So it's important not to be judgmental, but at the end of the day, you got to find the cash. No, but it is a good lesson. I mean, I mean, I realize yeah. we shouldn't be judgmental, but I do remember that when I was, um, I was, and I've told the story before where I was in my old late model, uh, minivan and my, my, my car ran out of gas. I had no money. I had nothing. And I'm digging in the seats of the, of the, hoping to find any change that I can put gas in my car so I can get home. By the way, once I got home, still had no idea what I was going to do for money, Bobby, once I got there, but, but I, but I needed to get home. And I remember thinking, this is a lesson I want to remember forever that I won't be in this situation again. And the reason why I've kept an emergency fund is specifically because there's nothing more horrible than being in that situation. So, so the emergency fund is, and I'm not being judgy. I'm just saying, if you go through these hard times, realize this is your story that you're building that you can tell later, right? There was this time mm -hmm. where there was this pandemic and boy, I lived through it and here's how I did it. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And the other thing though, is that I think people are going to start to get creative in terms of creating new income streams. They're not happy about it, but when you think it's a short-term interruption, so you think it's 15 days, 30 days, as I said, or you think it's going to be two months, you say, okay, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to chip away a little at my emergency fund. But as things go on, many people I believe are going to say, okay, what other income streams can I start generating rather than I hope rather than liquidating they start going from the other way and saying, okay, can I access at least less cash from my emergency fund or other places cash is? And people are talking about 401ks and other things like that. And we can get into why that's a bad idea on many levels, but what other things I spoke to somebody that I used to work with um, on a project that's on hold and that person, we went through what are, what are their skills? Well, they can do, um, you know, the, they can do editing, they can do graphics, they can do different things for entrepreneurs. And it's so far removed from what they were doing. 
but these are skills that they had from when they were in school and they can, even if they make one third of what they used to be making, it's cash flow and it's that much less that they're taking out of other things. And of course we're spending less, which is a good thing. And that does keep um, at least some control over how much we may have to take out of emergency funds because for many, many people, our expenses have just plummeted. Many things that we used to spend money on seem frivolous now. But I love where you're unnecessary. Well, I love where you're heading there with income because uh, historically, when you see people uh, trying to get out of a hole, number one, they try to stop digging, which is the expense side that you're getting to. But but they but they don't look for that silver lining, which is finding ways to make more money. And it's funny, every every study shows it's easier to make more money than most people think. It is, it is easier. And, and I don't want to say it's easy, especially now when you've got so many unemployed people. Definitely not. But, you know, on Stacking Benjamins right now, our um, uh, advertiser, I'll just throw them out here right now, is Fiverr. And, and if you've got some talent and you can work remotely on Fiverr and bring some money in as a Fiverr person helping somebody with either, you know, for us, we use voice, voice talent. If you've got some writing talent, if you can edit things for people, if you, you know, whatever it might be, but there's the equivalent of Fiverr now all over the place. And mm-hmm. so y- there's, there's the potential to be able to even stay at home and, and possibly bring in some money. And it might not be enough, but looking at the income stream, I think is, is a huge huge thing. Even if, even if it's not going to be long-term, you know, even if it's just going to be for, for hopefully a couple few weeks. You may still bleed, but at least you stop the hemorrhaging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, What are some other creative ways to make money? I mean, have you thought of, have you thought of any others? I just thought of only one other. Yeah. I I think that you need to think forward to what are people going to need, you know, go where the money is going, which is going to be ways to get back to work. So I think helping companies get back to work. So maybe if you are good at creating websites, which, you know, you can teach yourself very easily and you can help companies rework their websites for what you think the new economy is going to be. Anything like that, I think is going to be very helpful. Anything you can do towards the future and skill sets. Yeah, I, I, I love the idea of using this as a time to uh, get a better skill set. I think that's, that is absolutely fantastic. And not only are you going to then emerge from this, you'll emerge faster and better and more confident, which I like. And confidence is, is a big piece of it. I also thought about the other side of the equation, which is, you know, you, you talked about things being frivolous now and the fact that we're spending less than we used to. You might look around at some of the stuff in your house now and go, you know, why am I, why do I have that? Why do I, Mm -hmm. and as an example, um, there are things that we have around here now that we're selling all of our stuff, right? Where I think, I think, um, why would I hold on to this in storage versus Mm -hmm. making it available for somebody else to use? If I'm not going to use it, not only can I make a little money off of selling it, it gets it out of my way, gets it out of my storage, mm-hmm. less psychic energy. I can go do whatever I want. But, um, you know, you look at Facebook Marketplace right now is alive and well. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Mercado, I think, is is mm-hmm. another uh, great place. Uh, Offer Up is a place to sell stuff. Um, there are all kinds of online places. Craigslist, I don't like as much, but you can do Craigslist. So. Yeah. 
Um, Poshmark, ThreadUp, The yeah. Real Real, all of those places are great marketplaces. And even for example, the podcast business is booming right now. A lot of people are doing homemade podcasts. We are a very professional podcast, of but there course. are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are at home, and they're just like, "Heck, I've always wanted to do a podcast." I was a guest on a brand new podcast um, that people are just, you know, just winging it. They're just having fun. Um, maybe they'll post it. Maybe they won't. But those people need support. They need someone that can just edit it and help them get it out. You know, how do you post it to, how do you get a podcast on iTunes? Well, if you know how to do that, there are a lot of people that want the handholding if they want to do a homemade podcast or they want to suddenly, you know, have their kids make a website this summer for instead of God forbid, if camp gets canceled and that kind of stuff. So I think there's all kinds of businesses. <laughs> I was laughing because I, I was, because I was wondering, I'm like, she's not telling people to go to podcasting. Is she like all that big no. podcasting money, but helping people podcast. No, 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 no. But people are doing it as a hobby, almost yes. like faking. But That's what helping it's like them a personal podcast. diary. Yeah. Help them. I mean, help them understand how to post it. I mean, a lot, I, th these are, some of these podcasts are not meant to be commercial business ventures. What I was talking about is a hobby. So your home, a lot of people want to do different projects. So for example, yes. you might want to learn to sew. So can you work with those people? and teach them how to sew. Can you teach people how to do a I gotcha. podcast that's just for your friends? Yes. You know, they might want to do a podcast that goes out to their 20 relatives that updates everybody on what the activities are with their three kids that week. Well, and I'll tell because you, you can do that. That's what I mean. And you can help them edit it down and just send it to the right people or post it on the, you know, iTunes, what, what have you as just an example of a, a thing that people are doing. What are people doing when they're home and how can you help them? A, 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 a podcast, by the way, if it's a limited podcast, I mean, while you're talking, I'm thinking of this, you, you know, we see these podcasts that are only eight episodes long, 10 episodes long. They're meant to yeah. be evergreen. And all they do, Bobby, is, I mean, imagine your LinkedIn profile. If there also are 10 episodes of a skill that you're good at and it's your podcast and you can continually mm -hmm. just point people to that on LinkedIn. So while you're at home, it's just another way of showing off your skill set what you do. It's interesting. We also have had some interesting uh, answers to this uh, to this question about what to do. Uh, our friend Dan says, uh, can I sell my kids that will both cut expense and provide income? That um, th that might be good short term, but uh, you may not get them back if you if you try to, right. if you, if you, if you try to do that. I, now I, you could put your kids to work. Not that we've ever done that in this household. We actually do put our kids to work, but um, all good. I've had those. I, of course, Dan is kidding, and we're kidding. But um, but I've had those days, Dan. I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Kevin uh, talking about building your skill set. He says a lot of Ivy League schools are offering free and low price certification. He's taking a Harvard entrepreneurship course right now. Um, just a great way to 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 get the skill set better. It's fantastic. Uh, and I, I also think at the end of the day, if you have a choice between dipping into, let's say, your 401k or literally like have nowhere to go for cash, you know, you got to get over. Maybe you need to work at a place. There's a lot of places that are hiring. If you feel safe and you feel OK about the precautions, it may not be your skill set. It may not be your job set, but cash is cash. Yeah. So think about the places that are hiring and um, think about your comfort level. Of course, but that is something. There are places that are hiring. Let's let's so. talk about that four hundred one k because with the new rules, Bobby, and we've been over this on previous episodes of the show. You can now dip into the four hundred one k. You can dip into your retirement plan if you need money long term. You said there's a 
many reasons earlier, I think, to in, not directly quote you, but you kind of alluded to the fact that, that you think that's a bad idea. Uh, right. Why, why well, is the, why is that? So, so the standard reason it's a bad idea, um, which is the obvious reason, but there's actually a bigger reason. The obvious reason it's a bad idea is you're stealing from your future. And this is money that, number one, even without the penalty, you're still going to pay the taxes on, so you're not going to net as much as you would if you were to get money somewhere else. Um, but the thing that people don't really think about, and this is where you have to go, we're not talking about two months, we're talking about an unknown, very long timeline. We don't know. It could, it could Something could happen next week. We just don't know. And if this continues and you're in such dire straits that you're going to be stealing from your future, you have to, this is hard. Um, it's possible that you could end up going bankrupt at one point, right? If you go bankrupt and you have money in a retirement fund, like a 401k, and to a very large extent, most other retirement accounts, there's some limits to the amount of money that's protected in other vehicles. That money is protected in the retirement account, but your money, and again, I'm in no way advocating putting it all on, on a credit card or doing cash advances, but that money is, would be forgiven in a bankruptcy. So you can protect money in your retirement vehicles if you go bankrupt. So that's something that you should think about. Was yeah. that too harsh? No. <laughs> that was really, really a downer. <laughs> well, but it still is. It still is what we've talked about before, which is you have to look at all the downsides of something, not just the fact that you've got money there. That's what when they when they when the government even presented that as an option, I went, man, does that send a bad message to a lot of people that don't think? I mean, we we're not wired to think long term. You see all these behavioral people like Dr. Klontz, you know, talk about how we're we're not wired that way to think long term. And if all of a sudden I have all this money that I thought there was a big penalty at getting, and now, now my brain where it had to come up with a creative way of handling something, there's this easy pot of money over here that that ostensibly takes care of it. But the fact that right. you say that it creates all these possibilities of horrible, horrible uh, outcomes, I'm I'm not a fan uh, either. Uh, yeah. No. And I hate to say, I hate to say it's better to take out money on a credit card or something, but it's just something to think about. I don't want to tell people what to do, but you know, the, the money, even if you borrow from the 401k and you're going to pay it back. So you, in theory, you're not going to pay the taxes and you get more time to pay it back now and all that. It, it's, it, it's still just a really tough thing to do, especially if your job's in jeopardy, you have to pay it back when you leave. And again, they've changed the rules. It's a little more forgiving, but it's just really the last resort. I'd really rather have people focus on income and especially now before things, because right now I think a lot of people are stressed out, worried, but kind of keeping it together in general. If this goes on much longer, it's going to get a lot. Of, it's going to get so ugly. And I fear for people. So I just hope most of all people put a plan in place that includes income generation at some level, even if you're doing something that's just not what you want to be doing, or what you feel comfortable doing. Just it's cash. I love this idea of putting a of putting a plan together. Speaking of that, we're going to have our biggest ideas here in just a second. Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway for today's show. But big thanks to Tiller Money for supporting Money with Friends. Tiller Money automatically updates uh, either a Google Sheet or Microsoft Excel document with your daily spending, transactions, and your account balances from over 21,000 different sources uh, in these different reviews that I see at the Tiller Money site, which you can 
reach by going to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Jed Bickford, don't know, oh, uh, Product Hunt says that this is the best personal finance tool on the market. Uh, G Suite Review says, I love being able to add my own analysis so everything is in in one place. And uh, another thing from that product hunt uh review says makes dealing with my finances so much easier and faster than anything else the reason for that is because everything gets securely imported all your data and then you can put it together however you want different than an app which tells you about what they think the best way might be for you to do things you can pick it yourself so if you like it quick and very simple you can do that if you want detailed analysis you can do that it is the most flexible way to manage your money to check it out head to tillerhq.com forward slash mwf not only will you get uh, a free 30 days to kick the tires and play with it but you'll also get 10 percent off your annual subscription if you use our link that's tillerhq.com forward slash mwf and as bobby said earlier you also help the show so you help you you help us it's that it's that business cliche, Bobby. Win win. Think win win, Bobby. That's what we got to do. See, you're so positive today. I feel like such a downer. <laughs> um, but, but no, I mean, I'm so it's so appropriate that Tiller is the sponsor for this show because it really is about seeing the numbers. Yeah. And doing and and you know we normally say do the math. For my takeaway, I'm going to say yeah, the problem with doing the math right now is that we have too many variables that we just don't know what is coming our way. So it's going to come down to planning without all the information, which is really hard to do, especially when that planning involves making, you know, a decisions between what are all really bad choices. So if you literally do have emergency savings, that's great. Whatever amount of time you think it's going to last for, try to figure out a plan to make it last that much longer. So if you think you have six months emergency savings, what would it take? What can you cut? What can you increase in income to make that go 12 months? Where can you raise cash? So can you do a side hustle like we've been talking about? It becomes your full hustle sometimes. What can you sell like we've been talking about? And then, you know, like I said, my big reminder, most retirement funds are protected. So if, if there's any possibility, and I can't imagine that ever happening, but I could never imagine what's happening happening. Retirement funds are protected. So really, really make that your absolute last resort. Find cash in other places. If you're going to, for example, sell stocks, make it in a general brokerage account. Um, as we're taping this, we've not had a great week with stocks, but they're far off their lows. And if you need to sell a stock, don't do it from your retirement account. Do it from an everyday brokerage. If you have that, I know the majority of our, uh, in the polls that we've done, a lot of our listeners do invest in stocks. Um, if you have to take take some profit from, from some investings and just, you know, keep Keep that cash allocation maybe in the brokerage account until you need it, but maybe you lock in some gains and you feel better. You sleep better at night because you know you have a a bigger cash allocation um, in your portfolio rather than be in a clutch situation. Right now, stocks have regained from their, are up from their lowest lows by far. That's it. Uh, That's a lot. No, I love that. (laughs) It's it's like uncover every, every rock. (laughs) Look under, well, seriously, look under every rock. Really short tomorrow. Look, look for every opportunity. Like this, this is the time. But that's the exciting thing for me, Bobby, because, you know, my takeaway is, is that I had a mentor that early on told me, he said, you have to stop looking at the individual tree and you have to look at the forest, right? There's a much, much bigger game going on here. And the short term game is you may be out of work, you may be running out of money, and this absolutely sucks. But when you pull back from that and you look at the fact that this is going to pass 
And as you emerge from this and you emerge stronger and happier and better prepared for the next one, you don't want to blow up your plan along the way. So thinking about grabbing money from places that will blow up the future is the last thing that you want to do. You want to make sure that as you're emerging and that as you're coming out of this stronger than before, that, that, that you've got all the tools available that, that you can. Certainly, if you have to touch them, it's what you got to do. But I think this is definitely the time, Bobby, to do exactly what you said and look under every rock. Is there something else I can do? Because our brain will say, oh, I got the 401k available. No, you don't. No, please don't blow up your plan. Don't blow up your plan. Oh, I thought of one random additional. <laughs> this is a good thing. No, no, no. This is a good thing. There's these websites and I forgive me, everybody. I don't know what they're called exactly, but there's like this found money where if you've ever forgotten, you had money, like you might have yes. had some kind of a refund. Different state. Go, everybody Google that and look that up. I don't know what they're called, but go look, make sure you have found, maybe you have found money. Just what, a random thought. What's the most money? <laughs> what's the most money you found there? Never. You, you haven't found money. money? I have looked. I've never found. No, I guess I, I'm, I'm very boring. I've had the same bank most of my adult life, all of my adult life, and I haven't moved a lot. And yeah, it's usually when you're moving, when you switch yep. accounts, that kind of stuff. Hasn't, I haven't, you know, and you? I moved early in my career. Verizon couldn't find me. Seven years later, I got paid $295 from Verizon that had been turned into the state treasury or, you know, whatever the, the thing was. It was great. It was fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Go look. Go look. Maybe there's 285 bucks there. Good stuff. All right, Money's Bobby. Money. <laughs> how do people, by the way, big thanks to people hanging out with us. We make these, uh, our Saturday shows like today and the Monday show over on YouTube. So meet us there. We're usually there Thursday or Friday today on Thursday. But uh, uh, if people want to meet us on YouTube, head to youtube.com forward slash money with friends or Bobby, if people want to uh, help us make the show on Instagram, sometimes we have Instagram polls. How do they do that? Our handle on Instagram and Twitter is at MoneyFriendsPod. And please stay close to the Instagram stories if you want to participate in those polls and questions and find out the exact times of when we're going to tape the show. We also put them on the schedule on our website, MoneyWithFriendsPodcast.com. We'll be back here on Monday, Bobby and I, talking about some more good news. Hopefully it's good news. 401k investors feeling more comfortable with stocks again. Do we think that's good or bad? Bobby and I both have an opinion, but you can't hear it today. You'll hear it Monday. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.